Welcome back to We Talk Health. I'm Kathy Sudbury with Sports Plus Rehab Centers. Today we've traveled down the road to Humboldt, to our location in Humboldt, Tennessee. And today I'm going to be speaking with one of the program managers, Jeff Lansdale. Today he will be speaking on ACL Injury and Prevention. I'd like to introduce you to Jeff. Jeff, if you'd like to say a few words for me. Well, I just want to say hello and uh, thanks for asking me to do this. It's been an interest of mine uh, for quite a long time. Well, Jeff, why is the ACL so important to you? I know being a therapist, physical therapist, that um, the entire body is always important to everyone, but I know something has spiked your interest. What was it that has got you on this track of this program? Well, um, I was drawn to it uh, quite a a few years ago. I have two daughters, and uh, they were both involved in sports, particularly soccer. Uh, My youngest girl played quite a bit of soccer and at a high level. Um, And when you look at the uh, injury research and data out there, uh, girls are four to six times more likely to tear their ACL uh, than their male counterparts. And uh, it's particularly a problem in kind of the adolescent uh, teen years. Uh, So I became acutely aware of the issue. I had a direct contact with it. Um, Neither of my girls tore an ACL, but I, I was aware of the potential um, so just kind of went from there and, uh, and started studying the problem and uh, tried to learn what we could do about it. So when you say 4% four, 4% more? Four to six times. Times. Yeah. So why is this? Why is it more on a female versus a, a male in that stage of life? Well, uh, that's a good question and a big question. And, uh, you know, the short answer is we have some ideas and we know there are some differences um, in, in the males and the females um, anatomically when it comes to the ACL and then functionally as to how female athletes perform an activity versus a male uh, performing the same activity. But, you know, the short answer is we don't know exactly why. Um, you know, I might say, you know, just speaking to what the ACL is, it is a ligament in the uh, body, in the knee joint. It's one of the primary stabilizers of the knee joint. And it prevents, if you look at it like uh, the thigh bone uh, being above the knee and the leg bone being below the knee, uh, the ACL keeps the leg bone from moving too far forward on the thigh bone, coming out of place, going forward. And there are also some rotational uh, stability or stabilities that the ACL uh, controls. So it boils down to it's a primary stabilizer of the knee joint, and you don't want to injure it. Uh, If you hear the old uh, description, I blew out my knee, you know, folks are generally talking about the ACL. Um, In the female... Uh, athlete, the ACL is uh, smaller than their male counterparts. Um, It's a little more lax. It allows for more movement. Uh, It doesn't hold the bones together quite as tightly, uh, if you will. Um, And even when you normalize a male ACL to a female ACL, uh, say you had a a male kid and his ACL is a certain size, you had a female Um, and her ACL was the same size, the female ACL will will tear at a lower 
Forrester Lowe than the male counterpart. Um, so there are these things happening that probably influences injury. We, we uh, think it does. I'm not sure that we can say it for sure now. But then there are also, so, also some things in the female athlete, uh, again, those functional things where they just do things differently. Um, planting and cutting uh, deceleration activities where the foot hits the ground from, say, a jump. The legs are, are absorbing that force. Uh, girls tend to do this differently uh, from boys. And uh, one of the primary factors is uh, a male might keep in that landing or deceleration, cutting, planning activity. A male will tend to keep the knees a little further apart than the females, and females will tend to let those knees collapse in together a little bit more. And uh, on top of that, they tend to keep their knees a little bit straighter. So when you put it all together, uh, the girls just seem to be at a higher risk, and you get to that four to six times greater injury rate. So how do we prevent this? How do we help the young ladies from having this uh, injury to their ACLs? So, you know, there are uh, factors we can influence and factors we can't influence. And the anatomical... uh, things we've discussed, we, we probably can't influence those too much. Um, when you get to that functional part, how girls plant and cut, um, how they land from jumping activities, uh, squatting activities, we do seem to be able to influence those activities. Um, and it boils down to a, a training program. And we can retrain these athletes to address some of those offending movements that seem to place the ACL at greater risk of injury. So you say training. Have you set up a program that we can do something like this throughout West Tennessee? Um, There are many programs out there, and I really can't talk about it without giving a couple guys credit. Uh, There's been a ton of research in this. Uh, There are about 350,000 ACL reconstructions done every year in the U.S. It's a huge expense. Um, It's a huge uh, influence on uh, the lives of these people that uh, are are, uh, affected with this injury. Um, So we bent a lot of resources at research, not just the girls, but but ACL injury in general. But uh, two guys that seem to have focused on the girls a lot and have helped us a lot uh, Dr. Timothy Hewitt, Hewitt um, he was formerly with uh, Cincinnati Sports Medicine uh, University up there, and particularly their child, children's program. And then uh, Dr. Bert Mandelbaum, he was out on the West Coast somewhere. I don't, don't remember where. But these guys were on the cutting edge of developing these injury prevention programs, and we have to give them a lot of credit. Starting with those guys, uh, since that time, there have been a lot of programs developed. They are out there and, and available. Um, the neat thing about it is, as a physical therapist or a coach or whatever, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. And uh, as a physical therapist, I don't have to invent the program. It's out there. Um, and one program we have used uh, locally uh, comes from one of our uh, uh in-state healthcare organizations, uh, Vanderbilt Sports Medicine. Okay, it's out there. 
we have uh, used their program locally here in our uh, high school. Uh, coach Chandra Macklin, uh, the uh, girls' basketball coach, implemented this program several years ago, and uh, she is doing it just as we suggest it to be done, and that is to make the program uh part of the athletic practice. And uh, what Coach Macklin does is each year she will have her captains run her basketball team through the injury prevention program as a warm-up, okay, for both practice and then sometimes at games too. And, you know, this is only uh, one data point, one one small program, but I believe we are in our, our fourth year with this program and we have had one female basketball player uh, tear her ACL in that time. And uh, I would put those results up against just about any program anywhere. That's, that's well, really that good. Well, that is truly amazing that four years ago you had the insight to help a local basketball team. Of course, we do have our certified athletic trainer out there as well to oversee this, I'm assuming. Correct? Did they see that? That's correct. It works hand-in-hand. And uh, uh, Clayton Parker is mm-hmm. our uh, ATC here at Humboldt, uh, does a fabulous job. And he works directly with all the coaches on a daily basis uh, while they're in school. And, uh, yes, he uh, keeps touch uh, with the basketball program and uh, just kind of makes sure they uh, stay on track. But it's been, it's been relatively uh, uh, maintenance-free. Once uh, we got a buy-in from the coach, okay, uh, she said this was important to her, and uh, she makes sure it's uh, done, and it's been done well. Why would we not encourage other uh, athletic teams to participate in this? Well, um, you know, that's one of the big uh, issues, uh, just about any kind of health care. Um, somewhat uh, uh, just trying to get to that level of com- compliance Uh, where you can uh, influence outcomes. And um, I really think uh, part of it is education, that uh, as healthcare practitioners, we need to get the word out there that, hey, young female athletes, adolescent female athletes, they have a problem with this ACL injury. And it's not something that we can't do anything about. We can influence it. And there's good data out there that shows after several months of one of these programs, you can reduce the female injury rates down to that of untrained males, okay? So if you train the males uh, on the program too, which is good, it's, uh, there, there are prophylactic uh, benefits uh, for the males with this uh, injury prevention program also. It's not just exclusive to females, it's just the girls have more trouble with it. Um, but if you apply the program, the injury rates to girls uh, reduce down to kind of the male baseline, which is great. Um, You can uh, reduce injury risk. Uh, I just read one study uh, where it had uh, 52% reduction in injury rates from performing this program. So I I think we need to educate the public that there is something we can do about it. Um, I think we need to educate them that it seems to be the earlier we start this, um, the better the results are. It's something that you need to continue. And uh, what 
as a father of two daughters and somebody that's been involved in youth sports uh, quite a bit at one time in my life, I think it's something you could almost uh, look at as a public health issue. Folks with an ACL injury, even uh, you repair them and they return to play and, and everything looks great. Uh, later in life, uh, they develop uh, arthritic changes in the knee more quickly in somebody that has not had that injury. Um, so it's kind of a rolling problem, if you will. It doesn't just start with the injury and end with the uh, successful surgery. Uh, it, problems tend to creep creep up later in life. So uh, for my part, education, almost treat it as a public health issue and uh, really make a push with some of the uh, sports organizations, um, be that FIFA or volleyball organizations, uh, basketball, youth uh, so, basketball organizations. So it's not just limited to a school itself, uh, athletic program. You could do this on the uh, community sports programs they have as well. If someone was interested in doing this, how hard is this to implement the preventative side of it? Yeah, not very hard at all. Um, those programs are out there. They're readily available. You know, we certainly have uh, resources within Sports Plus, physical therapists and trainers that could coach a person on getting one of these programs started. You know, as somebody that took an interest in it as a dad with daughters, I would love to see it started just almost sport-wide uh, when you come to uh, youth participation with the girls. Just if, you know, if you play soccer, uh, basketball, volleyball, handball, those seem to be the offending sports. And you start at whenever those little leagues start, seven, eight years old, one of these programs is part of the warm-up. And you just educate coaches, you educate parents, and you make this part of the program. It takes 15 minutes. they got to warm up anyway. You know? Well, that was my next question. How long does it take? So it's just a simple little program to teach them that they implement in their daily practice, correct? That, right. And that seems to be the easiest model to where we get the most bang for the buck, so to speak. Just make it part of practice. That, that solves a big part of compliance. The kids need to warm up anyway. The uh, benefits just kind of take care of themselves. And it's not, it's not complicated um, you can make the particular elements of the program that seem to be beneficial. You can kind of make them sports-specific. You can make them a more basketball-specific. You can make them more soccer-specific. You could make them more volleyball-specific. Uh, Just so you hit on some reoccurring themes regarding uh, strengthening, neuromuscular retraining, which is basically just... Uh, looking at technique and proper way to do things uh, in a manner that will uh, will help you avoid that ACL injury and uh, some balance exercises. You put all those together, can aim them at a certain sport and still get that good outcome. So as a coach, if I had young girls, how would I get a hold of you to come and explain this to me or even implement it? What, what's the process? Right. Uh, well, my number here at uh, phone number here at Humboldt is 731-824-5551. Uh, you can call anytime uh, during business hours or after, and I'll leave a message. Uh, just ask for Jeff and uh, say that you are interested in the uh, ACL Injury Prevention Program and, 
and we'll set up a time to talk about it. Um, but uh, really, there are uh, probably folks in all of our 14 clinics that could sit down and do the same thing. Uh, we're not hard to get a, get a hold of. And uh, uh, speaking for myself, I, I would love to talk about it with uh, anybody. Okay, Jeff, I appreciate you uh, taking time today to talk to us about ACL prevention and injury programs that we have implemented throughout um, the Sports Plus locations. So today, if you have that need, just reach out to us. Jeff did include that number at 731-824-5551. Just reach out to Jeff if you need that, or you can also go to our Sports Plus. uh, We have 14 pages on Facebook for each location. You can look us up there. So as we conclude today, if you're needing something from Sports Plus, just reach out, and this will conclude our We Talk Health with Sports Plus. Because what I could do where he finished off, he could add his email by contacting him, then I could just say uh, thank him for what he's done and then let it get in touch with Jeff and his phone number. Yeah, I thought you could. You could just say, or you can eat. Well, that didn't stay on this big old head, did it? Just add that. Yeah, or you can email me at. Um, or you could email me at jeff.lansdale at wth.org. That is J-E-F-F dot L-A-N-S-D-A-L-E at W-T-H dot O-R-G. Thank you, Jeff. This has been very informative for everyone out there, especially if you have daughters that are participating in sports. So as we wrap up today, I want to say thank you for participating today on our talk. We'll probably do a follow-up. We'd like to get a hold of that Humboldt coach and let the public hear what she has to say about it as well and how it's worked for her. And again, this has been We Talk Health. Thank you.